guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible reading will be taken from Genesis 19 and Genesis 20. And our memory verse gotten from Genesis 19 verse 16, NLT version. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. Let's take a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today. In today's Bible study, I'll be using the Gideon's version, Gideon's Bible. So, now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them and bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Yea, now, my Lord. Please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. I noticed this same character in Abraham in the previous Bible study in Genesis. 17 and 18. Abraham saw three men and decided that he wanted to feed them, bring them into his house. Despite the fact that Abraham was not supposed to take Lot with him when God said they should, Abraham should leave his father's house. I'm really glad that Lot picked up a lot of things from Abraham. I don't know if it is their custom naturally but it was something that we saw in abraham in the previous chapters and now it is something that we see in lots that means that he was, he was able to pick up some very good characters and good traits and habits from abraham now before they lay down the men of the city the men of sodom both old and young all the people from every quarter surrounded the house and they called to lot and said to him where are the men who came to you tonight bring them out to us that we may know them carnally so Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason that they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. Then they said, This one came in to stay here, and he keeps asking at it as a judge. Now, we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed out against the man Lot and came near to break the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in this city, take them out of here. But we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to the son-in-laws, it seemed as if he was joking. When the morning dawned, the angel urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise! Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out 
and set him outside the city. So it came to pass, when they had brought them outside, that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to them, Please know, my lords, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown to me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there, and my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow the city for which you have spoken. Ori, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zoar. Imagine Lot knowing that they were about to destroy the city and he hesitated until the next morning. To the extent that even the angels themselves had to take Lot, his wife and his two daughters out of the city themselves. I truly pray for that grace. It is one thing to you know, follow every instruction that God has given to you but it is another thing for God to decide that he will take your hand by himself and take you to where he wants you to go to. Not whatever it is that you are asking me to do, that I am slowing down, that I am taking my time. Please help me. Please help me and take my hands and take me out of it so I do not destroy myself. This is a very crucial prayer. Move on. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and towards all the land of the plain, and he saw that, behold, the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass that when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. And when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt, then Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Zoar, and he and his daughters dwelt in a cave. Now we see that the intercessory prayer that Abraham made in the previous chapter was what helped Lot. This was what made God decide that I will take up your hand and take you out of this overthrow. As believers, one of our major assignments is intercession, interceding for everyone around us, everyone who does good to us and who does bad to us, intercession. Now the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old and there is no man on earth to come in to us as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night and the firstborn went in and lay with her father and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. It happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also and you go in and lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. When the Bible said that Noah was the only righteous man on earth at that point, I made a statement and said that they did not say that his wife or his children were righteous. But for the sake of Noah, God kept and preserved Noah's children, their daughter in, his daughter-in-law and his wife. And this is the same thing that happened with Lot. 
and his daughters. To be honest, Lot's daughters were supposed to be in Sodom and Gomorrah, under that brimstone. Lot himself, too, was supposed to be there, too, because he lied about his daughters never being known by a man, but they were married. But then God did not look at all these things. He only looked at the intercessory prayer that Abraham, his friend, made and decided that he would cover them. We move on. Thus, both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore his son and called his name Moab. He is the father of all the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben Ami. He is the father of all the people of the Ammon to this day. We move on to Genesis 20. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Ger. Now Abraham said of Zorah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerah, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by the night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man, because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even herself, said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you torture. There are so many things I've been reading between the lines lately. God said I will not let you torture so that you will not sin against me. There are some certain things that we've planned that we said that Omo, that place we are going, this thing we are doing, this is for sure. And then you just see that when it's time to do that thing, you hesitate or you just say, mm, I just don't feel like it anymore. Everything that we do is because God let us do it. And if He's not going to let us do it, He will not let us do it. Even all those bad things that you've done, all those bad things that all these evil people are doing, it's only because God let them. Now, therefore, Restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you will surely die, and you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all the servants, and told all these things in their hearing, and the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you, that you brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this to me? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. At this point, we all know that Abraham's conclusion was a very false conclusion because for God to appear to this guy and say that, I know that you are a righteous nation, that means I was a miscalculation, a misconclusion. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass that when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do for me in every place wherever we go. Say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male, and female servants, and gave them to Abraham. And he restored Sarah, his wife, to him. Abraham definitely did not lie, but he told a half-truth. Yes, Sarah was his sister, but he never mentioned the most important part, that she was his wife too. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother 
a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus, she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children. But the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Something I just learned from this particular chapter is, even if a prophet lies in your hearing, still honor him. Because you were not the one that called this prophet. God said Abraham was a prophet. So Abimelech honored Abraham. He did not say because you lied to me, get out of my city, do this, do that. Instead, he honored him, he gave him sheep, oxen. There are many pastors that you see that they are lying. They are doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. But for the fact that you are, you were not the one that called them, for the fact that you were not the one that anointed them, because it's obvious that some of these men are actually anointed, you should not dishonor them. And that is another thing I learned from David. When he had the opportunity to kill Saul, but then he decided that this is the anointed of God. Yes, I am anointed of God, but I shouldn't touch the anointed of God either. So he left and spared the life of Saul and his men. When anybody is insulting a pastor, yes, the pastor must have done wrong. But please, hold your tongue. The person who called them is well enough able to punish them and to judge them. And this is how we in today's Bible study. I hope you guys have a great day if you're inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you and Jesus loves you even more.